Hey, it's Damian Barling reminding you to check out the Sacramento Kings podcast right here on the Hoop Ball Podcast Network for all of your Sacramento Kings news and notes. You can follow me on Twitter at Damian Barling, and you can follow us at Hoop Ball Kings. Don't miss a single episode of the Sacramento Kings podcast right here on the Hoop Ball Podcast Network. The following is a Hoop Ball presentation. Hey, welcome everybody to uh, Hoop Ball NBA Today special edition around the association where we talk about all the things that are going on inside the bubble from outside the bubble. I'm Brent. You can find me on Twitter at the Fantasy Dick, and I'm here today with uh, William today, special guest. Yeah, it's great to be here with you, uh, Brent. Uh, first time on around the association, uh, and me and Brent go back. You know, we did uh, videos with Hoop Ball. You know, all this year, and it's great to be on our first pod together. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at William is Bill. That's How right. How you doing today, Brent? I'm doing good, man, and happy to have you here uh, joining us. Doug is Doug is out on vacation, so uh, we have William filling in as a special guest, and hopefully, we can do this more often too. Uh, like William said, we had a lot of fun uh, doing our live live football podcasts uh, and live videos, so it's fun to fun to knock one of these out. So we wanted to get started today. We'll jump right in uh, with the most recent thing that's going on besides the the playoff games is the NBA draft lottery that just took place. Uh, and my Warriors uh, got ended up with the number two. It, it wasn't the number one, but it could have turned out a lot worse, <laughs> as we saw if you're a Nick, <laughs> if you're a Knicks fan. Right. Uh, and then you know Sacramento King or yeah sorry Sacramento Kings the Minnesota the the Sacramento Kings of the North the Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> uh, got the number one pick and we saw D'Angelo Russell's uh, not super enthusiastic uh, fist pump it looked like maybe they had found out the the results ahead of time and were reacting they said try to look surprised D'Angelo <laughs> and then we saw Steph Curry's uh, haircut I know that was a big talk of of Twitter uh, I liked it I liked it. Okay, yeah, there was mixed mixed reviews on it. I think uh, I'm gonna stay neutral. Steph Curry is my boy on my, on my team. So, uh, what do you think about the uh, the draft lottery? Uh, any surprises for you? Um, any predictions for for number one or number two? Well, it, it's good to hear that your team is the Golden State Warriors. Uh, you may or may not know my team is the Charlotte Hornets. So that was the biggest uh, impact for me because yeah. uh, we, we should not have gotten the third pick. And, you know, we moved all the way up to the third pick. So excited about that. It's been a long time since we've been able to get, you know, a really good player from the draft, like a guarantee. Normally it's hit or miss with a guy with a potential or not potential. With I think it's a three-and-a-half-man draft. Like you're going to have Anthony <laughs> Edwards, James Wiseman. Lamelo Ball, and then it gets a little tricky after those three. So I was super excited that Hornets uh, made it into the top three. Good for Golden State. Uh, I've been hearing talk that they may want to trade the pick. They're not sure. And then recently about Minnesota, I've been hearing they could possibly trade the pick. So you know, it, it's up in the uh, it's a it's a it's up in the air about what's going to happen with those top three, especially. And I, I'm looking forward to it greatly. What do you think about? those two teams possibly trading a pick you think they should keep the pick or what yeah you know it's it's a really it is it is sort of a weak draft but i, I think it's it's a weak draft because we we don't have a lot of film on a lot of these guys because the season right. cut short we haven't got to see them at the college level competing against players like that we really just have a lot of high school footage of these guys especially james wiseman who you know got suspended and, and barely played even even when he had a chance to it it's tough because the the Timberwolves and the Warriors the they don't really need point guards and it seems like point guard is the is the is the best position or at least kind of a lead guard in this in this draft with Lamelo and and Edwards um, you know there is a big man in Wiseman available who could be a good fit on the Warriors but a lot of people are saying he he could easily turn out to be a bust I think that's kind of the same <laughs> thing with everybody there's some right. there's some young uh, I have young guys. They're all young, but uh, there's some more unknown guys who've who've kind of surged up the draft boards. Uh, I know there's like an Israeli guy who 
who's kind of like the Luka Doncic of Israel or something. Uh, so yeah. I, I don't have a lot of names off the top of my head. I'm not great with the with the young guys, but um, you know, I think Anthony Edwards is probably the 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 clear number one right now. But but things stand to change a lot. What do you think about uh, Lamelo? Does he have a shot to to be a good NBA player? I you know I. I haven't. I've seen him. I've seen the highlights, but it's hard to get a good read off just yeah. the highlights. Right. Yeah. If you just go by the highlights, you'll be infatuated with him. I mean, his sure. his talent, his length, his height is 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 incredible. But then I hear I hear people that have been actually there at his actual game say, you know, he was just allowed to do whatever he wanted in those leagues that he's been playing in overseas, and you know, he's just shooting a million times, like not disciplined at all, like. You know, like it's his team, but when he comes to the NBA, if he comes to a good organization, will he be structurally ready to play? And especially with his father, you know how he's all about media and attention. Uh, I think he needs to go into a stable organization. Otherwise, it could go bad. Yeah. <laughs> he could be a gunner, you know. And and like you said, Minnesota has a point guard. Golden State has a point guard. Charlotte needs a lot of help, but one of our best positions is point guard. Right. You know, so, I mean, I don't know where he will go or fit in or if someone's going to trade up for him or someone's going to draft him and trade him. But if he reaches his potential as good as he could be, he looks like he could be amazing. But then again, like, you know, people are saying he's playing against not that great a talent over there and he's getting to run the team and shoot as many times as he wants. So it's kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, there's still grown men, though, that he's playing against, and he's still a young kid. Mm-hmm. He's got the size. He definitely, definitely has the talent. I mean, he's they all have ugly shots, all the ball brothers, but, <laughs> you know, his his is a little bit better, I think. Um, but, you know, his pa- that passing ability that he has and his size could translate really well to the to the modern NBA, especially, you know, I, I could see I could see a good fit on the Warriors with with Clay and Curry, you know, doing their run around thing and, and LaMelo, if they could get him to uh, be a little more pass first, he could be a nice fit there. Mm, I don't uh, know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wiseman's also a nice fit, but maybe a team like the Hornets though, where he could just go and sort of, you know, shine. Yeah. I mean, they already have a Hucker and uh, Devontae Graham. So <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe they could stick him, stick him there, but you're right. I don't see a good fit for any of these guys anywhere and there's no you know there's no anthony davis or game changing type player in this in this draft it could end up being one of the the guys that end up end up going like sixth or seventh that mm-hmm. become a difference maker and maybe that's the smart move if you can find someone to to trade up because <laughs> that's the hard part is you want to trade these picks but do teams see anybody they want to give up a lot to trade up for, you know, there's no Trey Youngs or, or Doncic's to, to trade up for. So maybe are they happy just sitting down at six or seven if they don't see a clear cut top three too. So it could be difficult to, to make a trade, especially for the Warriors that they want to package it with Wiggins. He's going to be hard to trade. I don't know. I mean, do you, I, I, I almost think they, they, they make a pick and they pick, you know, who they, who their scouts evaluate as the best guy. And that may not be one of the big names that are out there. Yeah. Uh, the scouts are going to earn their money this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, you really got to know if you have a good scout or not, uh, with this draft, because they're going to have to just see a lot of, you know, hopefully they get to work out for teams and stuff. I don't know if they're going to have to go into a bubble like arena to do some workouts. Hopefully they're not just drafting off of high school film. Cause that could be terrible. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a couple other names I've been hearing about. Killian Hayes and one other guy was I just blanked on it. <laughs> Who's Obi the guy? Topin. Obi yes. Obi Topin. Yep. <laughs> Those Topin. two guys have potential. Yeah, and and I've been hearing a lot of good things about them. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna take a look here because there was one Israeli guy that I've been I think I think he was Israeli that I was that I've been hearing about. So there could, there could be some very good, like overseas guys, you know, most mm-hmm. of the mock drafts I see have Anthony Edwards going number one. I, I mean, his game is awesome. I mean, he's like what? Six, five, six, six. He's still, he has a pretty big body for his, for his age. Um, he, you know, he has that like Donovan Mitchell, like Dwayne Wade mm-hmm. type potential, 
I think, yeah. which which is great in the modern NBA. Um, you know, Ball, I guess you could kind of kind of say you know he fits that mold, but but he is he's more like his brother, like Lonzo, and and Lonzo's developed into a really solid NBA player. His shot can still kill you, but his his long arms, his defense, and his passing is is pretty great. And I think the Pelicans, you know, a big reason why they let their coach go, you know, some of it was bad luck, but I think the other part was they saw the the skill level of these players they have, and they, they felt like they should have been a lot better. I think it was a little unlucky because they lost, you know, Zion had so many problems, and they couldn't really get yeah. a consistent rotation. But, then you know, sometimes that's the way the NBA goes. Um, Obi Topin is who, I, who I've been seeing at number three to Charlotte. And, you know, he has that... Um, uh, you know, I, you know, he's that, that he's that smaller kind of like Montrez Harrell, like just, uh, Clint Capella type who just kind of can jump out of the gym, super athletic, not a really tall center, but you know, has that ability to, to play bigger. And, uh, I think he's like 22 years old. So he's a little bit yeah. older too. Um, and then from there, I, then from there, it's, I see it all you know, all mixed up. Oh yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Denny Avi, Av- Avidia. I'm sure I'm killing that from Tel Aviv league, uh, a six, nine two fifteen, um, young guy who, uh, has good handles. He can shoot. Um, he's a really long, long player. Uh, and it looks like he can play both guard positions at six, nine. So that's pretty, okay. yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, I've heard a lot about Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton. I've heard a lot about um, a lot of guys in that like six six to six nine range, like slasher range. It seems like. Yeah, this draft, especially the lottery, is going to be must see TV. You know, I can't wait to see it. Um, yeah, uh, what'd you say his name was? Den Denny Advija Advija. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll call him D.A. for now. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of teams will be captivated by him because a lot of teams, what was it, three te- three or four teams passed on Luka because yeah. of the knock on four international players. You know, there was a fear there. But now I think teams that may have waited, they'll jump and take him this year. And they, I, they just better do a good job of scouting, you know, because it can go either way with international players. They need to do their research. Absolutely. Yeah. The last couple guys I just wanted to comment on. I mean, Wiseman is, is one of those, you know, he, he could be a difference maker type player. You don't get a lot of seven, one athletic coordinated guys like that, you know, who have sort of that even build, you know, where he's not lanky. He's not, he doesn't have that Jackson Hayes body. (laughs) You know, he's a solid, he's a solid like 240, 250 or something at seven, one. Uh, he's got a pretty, he's got pretty good touch from what I saw and he averaged, you know, 20 points and 10 boards for the three games that he did play, uh, at Memphis. And then the other guy is that, um, I was trying to think of his name from USC. Um, uh, I think it's on on, was it Okongwu? <laughs> I'm damn, these names are killing me, but, uh, yeah, he was the guy I've seen compared to like Clint Capella, I think, um, was, was okay. that guy from USC. He was super athletic center who who'd be great on like a warrior type of warriors like run and gun type of team like the small ball center teams if if houston keeps having the success they're having with their small ball team even without westbrook that could end up uh taking over the nba i know right so, yeah um another guy called anthony you know he he came into oh, the yeah. year uh ranked high you know he he didn't play up to his potential but he still has that potential. And NBA teams love potential. So I, I'm sure he'll go in the top ten somewhere and uh, do good things. But, yeah, the the draft is must-see TV. He could end up being a steal, that, that Anthony yeah. guy. Um, you know, a lot like how Porter, Porter dropped, and now he looks great for the Nuggets. I mean, what a steal at 13, right. um, picking up Porter. So well, why don't we switch from uh, what could be to uh, what is <laughs> happening uh so we did have uh there was some news with mike conley uh went left the bubble missed game one the jazz lost uh but he did he did make it back uh to the bubble now um the jazz did pull out game two uh to even the series uh do they play tonight or is that they played already tonight and and they actually blew out the nuggets 124 to 87 
Wow. Man, yeah. That's great. The and Nuggets. Mike, speaking uh, speaking sorry, of Mike Conley, sorry. Speaking of Mike Conley, he had an amazing game 27 points, uh, four assists, three fouls. But yeah, 27 points. I think he had seven three pointers. So the, he was much needed for the Jazz tonight. Yeah, he got off. You know, he got off to a pretty rocky start with them. And a lot of people are kind of concerned because of his age and his injury history, but he's such a solid player. And it, it seems like with since uh, with Bogdanovich hurt, he's fit in a little bit better because Ingles was able yeah. to slide in. There, there was a little bit of a, you know, who's going to do what <laughs> with Conley there and Ingles and Bogdanovich. But um, they almost needed one of those guys to go down, unfortunately, to to get that rhythm together. And Royce O'Neal has, has really stepped up as kind of that do-it-all uh, role player type of guy that you need on on championship teams. So the Jazz are the Jazz are scary. They have that superstar. They have the defensive player of the year and Gobert. They have really solid role players. You know, I wouldn't want to mess with them because the Nuggets are, are legit. Right. Yeah. This is one of the matchups uh, I talked about on another podcast. Uh, I was asked what matchup are you interested in the most, and I said this one. You know, it's surprising to people, but I was like, I think Utah can upset the Nuggets because they're missing Barton. And uh, who else are they missing? They're missing Harris. somebody else. Yeah, Gary Harris. And uh, I think, like Michael Porter Jr., I was like, is he going to be able to perform in the playoffs? Is Bo Bo going to be playing like he did in the in the bubble nope. regular season in the playoffs? So, <laughs> and, like, Michael Porter Jr. has seven points, five rebounds. Bo Bo, 11 points, two rebounds. I'm so sure that was garbage like time, though too yeah yeah y'all you know it was garbage time he only played nine minutes yeah michael porter only played 15 minutes like the whole nuggets lineup no one had a great game this game it was just a blowout from start to finish and uh they're gonna have to come with their a game to get back in this series if they lose the next game they're in big trouble yeah it's gonna be really hard to take two or three in a row from the jazz and then the other team uh that took a 3-0 lead was toronto uh beating up on brooklyn poor brooklyn man i mean so psyched to get Kyrie and, and KD, and then you got to watch kind of this season. And they played so they played really well in the bubble. And and Levert it looks like a legit All Star. If they can find a way to to hang on to him with KD and Kyrie getting healthy, the Nets are going to be really really scary because they have some they're pretty deep um, with their role players. But but uh, I guess you were saying that Harris Joe Harris had left the bubble, and and obviously that hurts them a lot. Yeah, I don't ever think they said why exactly. They just said it's non-medical. So I don't know if it's a family emergency or anything. But, you know, no one expects them to beat the Raptors. So, you right. know, if you have something important going on outside of the bubble, you got to attend to it. Um, but they were playing amazing during the regular season in the bubble. Um, it was unfortunate that, you know, their superstars and that just their regular players decided not to come to the bubble because I think they could have made a little bit more noise you know, and like I've seen Kevin Durant playing pickup games outside of the bubble. Like if you can do that, why aren't you in the bubble? You know, <laughs> y'all had a chance. If if you and Kyrie are healthy, you have a chance to win a championship. So I mean, it it, it was disappointing to see them sit out of the bubble. If they could play, if they're still banged up, okay. But it seems like they're pretty healthy to me now. I don't know. It's just the mentality of the younger generation. Like I can't picture. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, you know, those guys back in the 90s sitting out of an opportunity to win a championship. Yeah, exactly. Um, although, you know, a big part of that Bulls documentary was Pippen, uh, you know, waiting to get surgery and not playing that whole last yeah, season, yeah. which was going to be the last run, so you never know. Right. Um, well, they didn't want to pay him, so Kyrie and KD are paid. <laughs> yeah, they're doing just fine. Um, but, but you know, no knock. I mean, you got to give credit to the Raptors, though. I mean, come off losing to winning a championship, losing what, you know, look like your best player, uh, and then playing the way they did this season. And they look tough, man. I mean, Siakam looks great, but all around, they just have really solid contributors. Um, that Fred Van Vliet is on a mission. Yeah. <laughs> He's picking up right where he left off last playoff. You know, I mean, you could, you could say, you know, he, he was the difference maker in the playoffs last year, not Kawhi. And you know they're you know they're picking right Don't up. Go too far now, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not going to take anything away from Kawhi, and you know he's awesome. And the Clippers are 
are easily uh one of the favorites uh with that lineup they have but but toronto's toronto's not gonna be an easy uh an easy match i totally agree i mean i think they are the best team in this whole bubble because they have the chemistry from last year they're such a you know you can just tell they all like each other. They're all friends. They all know what they're going to do, know where they're going to go. They're they're probably the best defensive team statistically in this bubble also, and you can tell that's because of their chemistry. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I I, I might I, – I can't say for sure, but if I could get inside of Kawhi Leonard's mind, I would think – I wonder if he's wondering if he should have stayed at least <laughs> one more with the Raptors because the Clippers – they're in a, I mean, they're in a little dogfight against the Mavericks that they, I'm sure they didn't expect. The Clippers are not clicking on all cylinders, and the Raptors have been all year. True, yeah, but I mean, you have so the Clippers are, you know, still a team of guys getting used to playing together. They had a shortened season. Then you lose Williams and Harrell for those uh, bubble games, so that you know you got to get them back into the lineup and get them, you know, their win back. Although Williams looked really good in that first game. Um, and he seems to always be able to step up no matter what. So yeah. I, I don't know. I think the I think the Clippers are going to pull that one out. Although, um, you know, the Mavericks, they were the, the most efficient offense in NBA history, I think, this season or something like that, scoring like 113 points per 100 possessions or something crazy that was better than even the, the Warriors and the the KD Warriors and the, and the Bulls 70-win team. So you know, Dallas is no joke and, and you, they could have almost pulled out yeah. that first game if, if Porzingis had exactly. a, had that unfortunate ejection. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You know, I mean, it, it's a scenario where they could have, the Clippers could have been down two Oh, and you know, the Raptors are Raptors are over here on the East just cruising. So it, it just makes me wonder, like you went to LA cause that's your home. You know, you wanted to go there, be in yeah. the bigger city, but now we're all in a bubble. Which team would you have been better on? You know, I don't. He might be happy where he is, but I think the Raptors would be right back in the Eastern in the in the finals. You know, uh, with Kawhi, with the chance to win it all. With the Clippers, it's still a chance, but it just seems a little tougher road he's on in the West. You know, they're, they're yeah. Teams like the coast. They like the coast. Didn't turn it on. I, I don't know if they're gonna turn it on like they're expecting to, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm look. I wouldn't bet against them, no matter how good Dallas is. Right. Uh, that Clippers right, team right. is well, unbelievable. But uh, pick, I, I don't know even know who I'm rooting for in that one, honestly. <laughs> right, right. My pick was before the series started, the playoffs started, was the Clippers versus the Sixers. That was before Ben Simmons got hurt. Okay. So okay. I, I have a lot of faith in the Clippers, but you know the Mavs are looking pretty good, <laughs> and so are the Raptors. Yeah, I, I picked the Lakers. Doug and I went through our our picks and. Um, I picked Laker. What I think I said. I think I said Lakers Raptors. Uh, oh, that's good. That's, that's, know, that's very probable. But uh, you know, then the Lakers that first game made me a little bit nervous. <laughs> but they yeah. spent, they came right back in that second game and and you know showed how tough they can be. And and uh, you know what? Honestly, it was it was a tale of two games for Anthony Davis. The the first game mm-hmm. he struggled really bad. I think you know I you know I hadn't really seen him struggle that much, and then the second game he just came out like I am not losing this game. <laughs> it was, and he was he was playing possessed out there. Um, yeah, and then uh, the Bucks got a scare that the first game, but came back and and held on uh, against Orlando. Orlando, who has like none of their starters playing from the regular <laughs> season, so I don't know how you lose that first game other than just playoff nerves, I guess, or. I don't know. Um, but I don't all, know. I'm just overlooking a opponent. Houston. I think the Houston series has surprised me the most, though, of all of them. I I didn't think with without. I thought without Westbrook that OKC was gonna was gonna take that series, but Houston and Harden look look strong. Um, it's weird because you look at like the box score and you look at they. It's so evenly distributed their their points and stuff. You think like, how did they win this game? <laughs> and then. Uh, you know, but they've just been getting a lot of contrib- Eric Gordon has been playing great, and it shows how important he is to that team. And you go, man, how good would they be with Westbrook there? Like they could, they're right. potentially championship team with with Westbrook back. Yeah, I was shocked uh, because I 
seeing that Westbrook was out and he possibly would miss the whole series, I went ahead and picked OKC to win the series. Yep. And I mean, they they just have no shot right now. I don't know. I, I don't know if they need to turn it around. Uh, I think they need to play Basley more during the regular season in the bubble. He was starting to really show his talent. Yeah, scoring twenty points and all that a game and stuff. And uh, I don't I don't know Gallinari. He still put up seventeen points last game, but I think they need to play Basley. A little bit more but it's tough it's tough i mean it's hard to keep up with that pace of the rockets uh, they're the most fun team to see they're cruising right now yeah that's for sure and then you know guys like daniel house and and eric gordon and jeff green playing yep, great jeff green Rivers. Out of nowhere <laughs> yeah i mean jeff it's funny you know someone i forget who it was someone when he was on the jazz or was it wizards maybe i think it was when he was on the wizards <laughs> and Beal said he's like LeBron James, or like compared him to LeBron James. <laughs> I think because they're both six nine, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that, that's about all they have in common. But uh, yeah, I think it's just because Green is you know one of those bigger guys who he can handle, he can shoot, and there's a reason he keeps sticking around. You know, just when yeah. you think he's out of the NBA, you know, he pops back up and. You know he's been he's been really solid for them, uh, playing that you know the uh, the five off the bench, the small ball five off the bench. He's he really, really has. Good. I thought they were gonna have to uh, sign some kind of big guy from the G League or something, but yeah, he's filled his role tremendously. Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, I think I think OKC's done there. It, maybe they do make that change with Baisley just because he he he's a little more dynamic. He brings a little more to the table than Gallinari. Gallinari is good, you know, kind of for what he is. He'll grab, he'll grab five or six boards, hit very solid shooting, but yeah. he's not the greatest defender in the world, um, and he's not the most athletic uh, or agile guy out there. Where Baisley, you know, brings sort of that that dynamic athleticism to to shake things up. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, who's it? The other team that got the two two O lead was it Miami? Um, went up to yeah. 2-0. Yep, yeah, and the Celtics are up 2-0. They're playing right now. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, your Sixers, man, <laughs> or your, your pick. So who's your backup no, pick no, in the East? No. <laughs> who's your backup yeah, pick backup, in the East? Backup pick would be the Raptors. Don't hold me to that Sixers pick because they have been Simmons when I picked them, okay? Oh, yeah. No, I can't blame you. <laughs> I feel bad. I, you know, I feel bad for Embiid. You know, he, after the game, he's just like, "I need to do more. I need to do more." And it's like, dude, you got yeah. like twenty six and twelve. Like, what else are you gonna do? But it, a yeah. lot of it is on Embiid's shoulders. He he he's he settles for the outside shot too much. He doesn't. He needs to play bigger. I think. You know, easy for me to say sitting here, but um, it, 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 I just get the feeling like uh, he wants to be more of this kind of playmaking guard when, and he needs to embrace, you know, his size and, and just be that powerhouse down low because he's so gifted and so talented. You know, he could just die. I feel like he could score every single time, uh, much like guys like LeBron and stuff can. But, you know, he also needs the guys around him to hit some shots because, <laughs> uh, right they, they're ice cold and and it, it does show it like people were saying like would they be better off without simmons or would they be better and it's like no of course not <laughs> simmons is seven feet <laughs> tall point guard uh you know who cares if he can't shoot a three the guy you know he changes the game out there uh but but then again you know i can't take anything away from boston boston's just right an awesome team and jason tatum is like a true superstar and jalen brown has really really stepped up this year i was super impressed with him yeah, me too. And uh, Gordon Hayward, you know, he injured his ankle. He's going to be out probably at least a month. Yeah. But they're still rolling. Uh, you know, they're kind of crowded with the twos and threes in that lineup anyway. So with Gordon Hayward out, it may not hurt him that bad, especially not as bad as Ben Simmons being out with the Sixers, you know. It's just yep. tough when Embiid is the the main guy, the only guy. So even if you give him the ball a ton, a, a ton of times, if I was the Celtics, I would double team him. Then you got to pass it out to the guy and make the shot, and they're not making the shots. I think Embiid needs a great point guard to really flourish, and he's never really had a great point guard. Like, if he had a Chris Paul, you know, a, a distributing point guard to set him up the way he needs to be set up, he'd be uh, in a better situation. But right now, it's, it's nothing much more he can do. His guys just need to make shots and... You know, like everyone's calling out Tobias Harris and Al Horford because they're getting paid so much and they're not playing that great. I, I expected 
Tobias Harris to step up. You know, he's getting the points, but his field goal percentage is not good. So he's going to have to step up or this is going to be a really short series. You know, I I was thinking that exact same thing when I look, was looking at the box score after game one. I went right to Tobias Harris because he for the he got paid as a max guy, and there's so many people that say he's just not a max guy. And I unfortunately I like Tobias Harris a lot, um, yeah. but I I don't think he's a max guy, <laughs> and the Sixers are probably going to regret that contract for him. I mean, if you had to choose between Harris and Jimmy Butler, you know. I'd go Butler all day long, you know, as a max guy. Um, and I think the Sixers, you know, made a mistake there, but you know, you gotta, you gotta play with what you got and they, and honestly, they, they probably should be doing better, but we'll see. Maybe they pull one out tonight. You get it to two, one, um, you know, then next thing you know, you take it one game at a time. You're back to two, two. It's, you know, it's definitely not over yet. No, um, no, you don't want to go down three. No, Oh, but <laughs> no, it's over. Done. It's over. <laughs> all right. All right. I mean, Brent, sorry, Brent. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, so let's switch it over to uh, another story I saw. So we'll, let's go back to Luca for a second. Most points in an NBA debut with 42 is, is, I mean, is there any, more exciting player in the league right now than Luka Doncic? I mean, unless you're saying James Harden or Damian Lillard. I right. mean, those are the three. Those are the three right now. I mean, he's just playing amazing. And to be so young, I mean, all like LeBron James has to be worried about his, him passing him in every statistical category. True. And I'm sure that's something he never would have thought anyone would do. But Luka is just playing amazing. And, you know, a lot of people get on him about Oh, he shouldn't have shot that shot. He needs to shoot better field goal percentage. It's like he's like 21 years old. Calm down. Yeah, like he's playing great. He's playing great. And uh, I, this, the way they're playing against the Clippers, is making it the best series to me. And I didn't expect this to be a great series, but um, the Lakers and Blazers are incredible to watch. And I think this Clippers and Mavs matchup is going to be the second best matchup to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, and that game starts in about an hour. So getting ready for that one on TNT. Uh, not when you guys are listening to this. <laughs> it'll be over, but uh, right. William and I are getting geared up to watch that game here in about an hour. I'm supposed to go to a dinner party tonight, and I totally want to skip it just to watch the game. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Boston-Philly game is actually close right now at halftime, but I, I'm with you. I, I, I think that one's pretty much over. I think Boston turns on the Jets and, and runs away with it. So looking forward to the weekend. You know, um, do oh, let me ask you this: any of these two, any of these got any of these teams that are down 0-2, uh, who has the best chance of of coming back and and getting back in this series and maybe pulling it out? You got well, pa- the Pacers the are down, Pacers. Thunders are the Thunders down, Phillies down, uh, Brooklyn's and down, Brooklyn. Uh, I, if you're going by those that are down at least 2-0, I would have to say the Thunder because they can make that lineup change. You know, they're also playing Dort a lot. He's he's a good young talent, great defensive player, but like we talked about, Baisley should be getting those minutes. Yep. Um. So I, I think the Thunder would have the best chance, but it's not looking good because <laughs> the Rockets <laughs> are playing like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Um, and other than that, you know. All the other matchups are really, really close. Like, the Nuggets are down one game, but they can easily tie that up. The Lakers and Blazers are really intriguing because you don't know what's going to happen in every game. Like, every game could be different. True. And the Blazers have just been playing every game like a playoff game, except for this last one. So will they be able to get back to the way they were playing? That was must-see TV. Yeah, I keep, I, you know, I hear people talk about the Blazers and say, oh, they had to play so hard to get in. I'm like, yeah, they had to play six games or something. Or say, you know, it's they, they're used <laughs> sure. to playing 82. They had three months off. You know, they, they should have plenty of gas left in the tank for this series. It's just, you know, the Lakers are a really good team. They're going to they're gonna blow you out one game, and that's what happened right. last game. But, uh, you know, they have, they have some really solid pieces. Um, Whiteside just looks lost out there, though. I... I don't know if he's got that. He's got some quad injury or something. But oh, does he? I didn't hear that he had an injury. I thought he was dealing with something. I, I hope he is, because there's no excuse <laughs> for for the way he's playing right now after the season that he had. And he can't say he's just upset that you know um, what's his name came back. <laughs> it, it's um, 
I don't know. And now without now Collins has an ankle injury. So, you know, they need Whiteside to step up, especially against the bigger the bigger Lakers. But uh well, so well, you know, the first game he uh he played good the first game. He had five blocks. He helped the Blazers win that game, but you know, the blowout game no one really played well for the Blazers. True. So, it's I think Whiteside's a key. I think Anthony Davis obviously biggest name, one of the biggest names. The Lakers go as he goes, and the Lakers, you know, guards are super important. Like, if Caruso, KCP, Danny Green are not hitting their shots, it makes it damn near impossible for them to win. So, you know, a lot of things have to go right. You know, that's why it's so intriguing. So who's the? what team do you think has the best chance of, of making an upset? I will stick with my Jazz if that's considered an upset. <laughs> I'd say so. I mean, yeah, they're a six so, seed, so yeah. Right. I I think the Jazz. Um, I mean, I can't call the Blazers yet. That's it's too it's too <laughs> out on a limb. I'm not gonna go that far on a limb. <laughs> yeah, that last game was too much of a blowout to do that. Right. <laughs> After game one, you might have. <laughs> and you know, I'm on your show, Brent. You know, I'm not gonna do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, I um, you know, I did pick the Lakers to go to the finals, but uh, you know, I I it's so I mean, come on. It's like a crapshoot this playoff. Anybody yeah. there's really three or four teams in each in each side that can legitimately make it to the championship and I wouldn't be surprised. Like I could see yeah. uh Lakers Clippers, I could see I could even see Dallas upsetting the Clippers and, and going to the finals. I could see the Jazz. I could see the Nuggets. I could see Houston, the way they're playing, if Westbrook comes back at, at some point. And on the East, you know, the Bucks. you can't count them out after the season they had. They had one bad game in the beginning, but I have a feeling they're going to win 4-1. And then Boston looks great. Toronto looks great. The Heat have been everyone's kind of like sexy sleeper pick mm-hmm. for a while. Um, and, you know, Indiana looked really good in those bubble games, so... Going up 2-0 on them is, is no small feat. And, you know, the way Tyler, the way the young guys are playing with Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, with like I hit seven threes yeah. last game, that's crazy. And then, you know, you add in Jimmy Butler and Bam, you know, that that's a tough team. So, yeah. yeah. I'm really glad that's, basketball came back, man. The, I know. Thank goodness. You know, Miami has all the uh, key pieces to a championship team. They don't have that second scoring star. But if the young guys keep knocking down shots like they have been, they got a good chance uh, to come out of the East also. And, you know, I don't know what's up with the Bucks. It just seems like they're not quite there yet. Kind of like the Clippers, like not quite there yet. But I think I think both of those teams will turn it on and eventually get back to their winning ways. Well, that's good, yeah. So so you think the Bucks then don't count them out? That was probably just a blip, that first game against the Magic? I think so. You know, Chris Middleton hasn't been playing well. He's eventually going to get back on track. Yep. Yeah, he's been too consistent over the years to mm-hmm. to let one bad game make you think, uh-oh. You know, when you look at their starting five, you're like, wow, how do these guys lose <laughs> to anybody? <laughs> There's such a strong such a strong starting yeah. five. And, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see them in a matchup with, like, Toronto or somebody like that. Because, really, this is – do you think if, if they – if they don't make it to the championship game, does is Giannis more likely to leave? I think. Well, yeah, he he's definitely more likely to leave. That doesn't mean he's going to leave, though. But yeah. I think, I think the, the reason why I think I'm gonna speak for you and myself. Okay. <laughs> probably are picking the Raptors to come out of the East is because if you contain Giannis, do we trust the other guys to help the Bucks win the game? With the Raptors, you, it's no one main guy to stop, and then you gotta let the other team win. They're a, they're a full team, a complete team. True. With Milwaukee, if, if Giannis isn't putting up monster stats, you can beat them. So it's tough. It's tough. Um, I, the way Giannis is, it seems like he wants to stay there. He doesn't seem like, oh, I need to play in a big city. But he may get tired of having to carry the load. You know, Chris Milton has been an all-star, but he's not, you know, a guy that can help him take over a game. 
So he might need that type of player, whether they bring him that type of player in or he has to leave. Tough. Yeah, I agree. You know, I yeah, I could Giannis. Giannis, the the cool thing about Giannis and why he's such a fun superstar is because of his work ethic. You could tell he doesn't half-ass it. He doesn't just rely on his on his natural talents. You could see that, you know, by like how his uh, how his brothers are. You know, his brothers are basically the same size as him and everything. But you can tell he just outworks them. You know, and he, um, and and I think that competitiveness is what's going to drive him out of Milwaukee if they just can't can't get a good team around them either because and I don't think it's a I think players would go to Milwaukee and play uh especially to play with Giannis but there there's so many players right now in good situations on their team where they could convince you know Giannis to leave uh the one big one is always is the Warriors the one I think there's a, on the local like Warriors uh news feed I get there it seems like there's an article every other week about how, how what kind of what what could we do to get Giannis to come here? Like, do we trade Clay and Wiggins or Draymond and Wiggins and all that? You know, and it's, I mean, I think that's probably like a one percent chance that they can get Giannis to the Warriors uh, with Curry. But uh, I don't know. I I could see his competitive fire just making him. You know, you know, if he if they don't make it to the championship because he's not a free agent next season, right? It's the one after. Yeah, it's the one after. So if they don't sign him to a max deal this next season and they and they are disappointing again or they can't get another player or rebuild a little bit around him, um, yeah, I think I don't think he signs that max deal and I think he waits to test free agency and then they're in big trouble. Then you, well, you know what I heard? Trades. Uh, I, I heard people talking today that uh, the Dallas Mavericks in two years will have a max spot and wouldn't that be something if he went to play Whoa. with Luca and Kristaps Porzingis? That would be incredible. They would have the international All Star team, basically. Oh my god, that gosh. would be incredible. Yeah, yeah, that would be ridiculous because yeah, you don't have Porzingis doesn't have to play the five. Um, yeah. Oh wow, yeah, that's just crazy yeah. to even think about. But yeah, I mean, don't put it NBA past Mark Cuban. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's funny is like the Knicks are so set up to get Giannis too with all those two year contracts they sign guys to and like nobody's <laughs> talking about him going to New York at all. And then the Knicks then we didn't even talk about this part of the the draft lottery, the New York getting the eighth pick, like yeah. which was like their worst. They had a better percentage chance of getting a top three or four pick than they did of getting the eighth pick and they still got the eighth <laughs> I'm it's sorry any sad, Knicks fans that are listening. It's you know, it's just I don't know why it's so easy to hate the Knicks, but um it just is. That's just a bad organization right now. I mean, if you if you ask the players like Kevin Durant has said it openly, you know, that's part of the reason they didn't go there. It's just a bad organization right now and everyone's, you know, the scared of the owner basically. Like yeah. he's running it into the ground. Uh but hopefully with the eighth pick they do something with it productive. Well, they were they were making a. I saw some Twitter. Uh, somebody posted uh, the Knicks. What could go wrong at the eighth pick? And they showed the year that someone that the Warriors picked Curry number seven, and the Knicks had the eighth pick. <laughs> <laughs> so Curry went. Around. That might have been the same year that they picked. Uh, no, because Minnesota's never done really well in the draft. You know, other than you know Anthony Towns, who was a no brainer, yeah. but. You know, didn't Minnesota pick the two point guards that one year when they picked yeah, Johnny, Johnny Flynn and Ricky and, Rubio? And Ricky Rubio. <laughs> I mean, I still yeah. remember that happening. And I was like, "What are you guys? What are you doing? Like, why would you?" Yeah, do first that? of all, it's like, why are you taking two point guards? First yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Rubio turned out to be a really good player, but yeah. you know, why? I don't get it. So we'll see. And then I think don't the the Warriors have the Minnesota's pick next next season? Uh, from the Russell trade, so hopefully they don't so. get anybody too good because <laughs> we have their uh, we have their top <laughs> pick. Listen, the Warriors are flooded with talent. We don't want to hear that, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping the Warriors can be like what the Spurs were when um, you know the Spurs were really good with David Robinson, and then Robinson had that had that injury and missed the whole year, and so they had a lottery pick. Then they lucked out and got number one and got Tim Duncan. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden you have Duncan and Robinson, 
and then you draft Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. You have a you know you're awesome, and then you get then you get lucky and get Kawhi Leonard wherever he went in the draft. It wasn't even that high, and then you you know win another title. So if the Warriors can follow that model, I'd be very very happy with the Spurs model of a. I'm sure I'm sure you would, Brant. But listen, I'm a I'm a Hornets fan. Okay, I just want one oh, good player. You're over here like I want the dream team. <laughs> hey, I'm pulling for you. I like I like the guys. I like PJ Washington a lot. I love Graham. Yeah. Uh, Miles Bridges looks super fun, um, exciting player. Uh, Terry Rozier, despite the bad press for that signing, you know, played really well. Um, yeah, I like I like what the Hornets are doing. If you know if they can if they can do something with this number one pick, and you know Anthony Edwards, which who it'll probably be, uh, you know as long as they don't go Lamelo or not. I'm sorry, not the number one pick, the number three pick. I just hope they don't go with Lamelo uh, at number three. I think that would be a mistake. That's like the one mistake they can make. Um, I could see him taking Wiseman at three though, and having that pay off big. That would be great. That would be great. Uh, like I said, I can't wait. I really cannot wait. And um, I don't know if you also have heard uh, switching topics, but kind of staying on topic of the draft. The draft got moved back, and the NBA season is going to be moved back for next season. Have you heard anything about that? No, I didn't. I didn't hear the details. What's the What's the word? Well, Adam Silver said the next season was supposed to start December first, and he said at this point he doesn't see how that would be you know appropriate to start december 1st so it's probably going to start sometime 2021 i think he's trying to put a little distance between the season because he wants fans in the in the arenas oh. so he's kind of yeah push it off a little bit i like the electronic fans i saw yeah lil yeah. wayne was at one of the games yeah the other night with his blonde wig <laughs> they <laughs> had his a- hair that's his real hair. <laughs> That's his hair. Yeah, it's pretty bad, but yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Alrighty. Um, well, but but they're saying um, they're losing a lot of money with no fans, so yeah, that's why yeah. it's all about money. Well, but, yeah, I the love the bubble. The, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's all about money. Yeah, I did see something about um, they're trying to keep a lot of the furloughed workers around so they can rehire them as soon as possible, and. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is this is going to cause a domino effect that's just going to affect the timing of everything for years now. It's not just going to yeah. be next year, but, you know, the year after and the year after that. I mean, I don't know how they really ever get back on track. We could end up having, you know, uh, a, a, the NBA may start in January every year from going forward. I don't think that would be a bad thing because, you know, a lot of times at the end of the year, everyone's watching football anyway. So, like, the first 20, 30 games of the NBA season – are not being watched by the full, you know, capacity of fans that it could have been because everyone's focused on football. So I don't think it would be too bad to start a little later. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you're an indoor sport, so weather doesn't really make too much of a All difference right. um, unless you're trying to drive there as a fan. That <laughs> kind of sucks. Yeah, true. Try to get to Detroit in the middle of the winter to go <laughs> to go watch Derrick Rose. Um, yeah, no, I I agree. I think that that could be it could end up being a good thing. And and the NBA has shown of all the sports that they're easily the the most well managed uh, of all yeah. the different sports out there. The way they've handled this crisis, the way they've handled uh, the the jersey situation, uh, make just making the best of it. They've done really well. Yeah. Baseball, you know, baseball's done all right, but they've already had to postpone so many games, and um, it's just crazy time out there, man. I never. Never would have thought it would come to this, what we're seeing right I now. I know. Yeah. And I mean, I don't see how any league or in, even college or anything is going to flourish without some type of bubble situation like the NBA has created. Um, they really were some trendsetters on that. And I think other leagues are going to have to follow. Adam Silver, great job. Yep. I, I second that. And I feel really bad for the college athletes with all the seasons yeah. being canceled. You don't, you don't get those years back. And yeah, you know, to miss out on that is, it's just a bummer, man. And all these guys who had to miss the NCAA tournament. So I hope this thing gets uh, gets cleaned up soon. You know, wear your mask, do your part, <laughs> be smart yes, out there. Um, I mean, that's all I really had for today. We could probably just do a short short podcast for this one. Um, unless, you, did you have anything you wanted to add, or should we go get ready for that uh, Clippers Mavs game? Uh, well, I think we went around the association pretty well t- uh, today. Um, just one more question. You asked me about upsets. Do you see any upset 
in any of these matchups potentially happening. Yeah, you know, the we'll find out tonight, but I think I right. do think the Mavericks can can upset the Clippers. I think that's one that I that I think can happen. Um and then yeah, I, I agree on the Jazz. I I'm with you. I don't know how much of an upset that is cuz you know, they're a really strong team, but you know, they are a six seed and a six knocking out a three, you know, would definitely be an upset. So yeah, I see, I see uh jazz. I don't see any upsets really in the East. Unfortunately, I think th- that's pretty much going to play out how it should. Um, yeah. Until we get to the next round, then, then there's some potential where the heat, you know, the heat could play spoiler a little bit. Um, and I don't know, is, is Houston with beating OKC without Westbrook? Is that an upset? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's still pretty even, I guess. But yeah, I, I mean, the Rockets, you could, the Rockets could be in the championship. I mean, really. True. I mean, they're they're no one can stop them right now with that offense. Uh, but yeah, also uh, speaking of the Nuggets and uh, Jazz, Will Barton had to leave the bubble. Also, he's gonna he was already hurt, and so he's gonna you know uh, try to heal and okay. recover outside of the bubble now. So. That's bad news for the Nuggets also, because I thought he may be about to come back, but clearly he's going to be out a little bit longer. So other than that, I think we covered it all. Yeah, if you watch the Nuggets, though, you realize how important Will Barton is to that team. Right. Uh, He handles the ball a lot. He's like a secondary ball hander a lot of times. Um, He's a a real spark. Uh, He was in the starting lineup this year mostly, but... Um, you know, he's one of those guys when Murray sits, uh, the ball, it, the offense runs through Barton. And so not having him in there is, is they don't, they don't really have, um, they don't really have that secondary playmaker. I mean, Jokic is, is, is great, but at his size and, and his, you know, athletic ability, he's not, he's not exactly a playmaker out there and, um, Porter Jr. is getting there, but he's not quite there yet. So I think, yeah, they're really missing Barton, but um, I agree. I think we were pretty thorough uh, going around the league, uh, looking inside the bubble from outside the bubble. So I'll just say um, thanks, William, for, for joining me. You want to give your Twitter information one more time? Yeah, and I want to say thank you again for having me on. Great, great show. Great working with you today. Um, you did a great job. Anytime. Uh, man, my, my Twitter is at WilliamIsBill, and make sure y'all follow Brent. Go ahead and give him yours. That's right. I'm at the Fantasy Dick on Twitter. Uh, you know it. Um, so uh, <laughs> we're gonna call it a call it a show today, and we'll be back next week, uh, hopefully with with Doug back from vacation and some fun vacation stories. But we'll get William back on as a uh, as a special guest very soon. So thanks, everyone. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.